20, the 10, the 5, the 30. Rosalie Jackson was caught at the 30. Julio Humphrey deliver body blow after body blow after body blow. The team just wants to absolutely beat you up. There are threats all over the field for these Georgia Bulldogs. You're listening to Between the Hedges with your host, Russ. Good morning, all you Between the Hedges fans. It's Wednesday, and boy, do we have a great show in for you all today. Today, we're going to talk about the college football playoffs bracket. Yes, that's right, folks, the bracket. And we're going to talk about Georgia's Brock Bowers being ready for this weekend. All this and more on Between the Hedges podcast. Don't go away. Between the Hedges is brought to you by... Dogs and More isn't your normal hot dog stand. Dogs and More serves gourmet hot dogs, hamburgers, and grilled cheese. Also, their floats are no joke either. They are located in Ringan, Georgia. Go to our website and under sponsors, click Dogs and More. Believe me, their dogs are off the leash. Welcome, all you wonderful listeners. It's hump day. We made it to the middle of the week, everybody. We're almost there. I want to say thank you to all you loyal listeners and to any new listeners that we may have. I want to also say hello and thank you for listening to Between the Hedges podcast. While you're here, go ahead and click that follow button so you can be kept up to date on all of our episodes. And also, while you're there, go ahead and make sure you turn your notifications on. That way you would like to uh, be kept up to date on everything, you know. And also, if you guys want to reach out to us, there are a few options we have available for you. One option is to click See More on the podcast description, and you will see your email address listed in there. It's bthfpodcast at gmail.com. Also, we have a website link in there, too. If you click on that and scroll down to the bottom, then you will see a Send Message button. Click on that, and you can send us a message of your thoughts on the podcast and maybe topics you would like to hear. And our final option is for you to be able to call into the podcast by dialing 706-389-0770. If you want your message to be played over the podcast, then we ask you, please keep it professional. We want to hear from our fans. Remember, this is a podcast by the fans for the fans. Also, we're on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube if you want to check us out there as well. Today's podcast is going to be awesome, and we cannot wait to get it started. So let's get this thing going. Between the Hedges is brought to you by Sarah the Wax Boss for Sensi. You have a hair lady, nail lady, and maybe a massage lady. But do you have a wax lady? They are more than just warmers and wax cubes. Their products range from inside the home to inside your car, as well as your pets. Go to our website and under the sponsor section, click Sarah the Wax Boss for Sensi and get your Sensi ordered today. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to get into our first segment here on the topic of today. Georgia vaults to number one in the college football playoff rankings. Yeah, that's right, everybody. Georgia finally took over the number one spot in the college football playoff rankings last night. I, I was ecstatic. I was so excited. I looked over my wife. I said, give me a high five. She's like, what's up? I said, give me a high five. She's like, why? I'm like, give me a high five. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, you done ruined the moment now, okay? But anyway, yes, it was exciting. It was awesome. It was great. Um, I could not get over the 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 final tally of it. I think it's I think it's something we've been needing for a few weeks now. I don't know what it finally took for them 
to realize that we were number one material. And again, I know that Kirby Smart doesn't put much factor into it, and he's our head coach, and we should trust him, and we should be using him as a model, but I'm sorry. I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. I want to be number one. I want to have the number one ranked team on the college football playoff because, to me, I think that that is awesome. Uh, the the thing that I really love was what Kirk Herbstreit said about Amarius Mims returning to the offensive line and the surging backfield of Kendall Milton and Dejon Edwards and Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers with both being healthy. He says the big thing if, well, the big thing, if you pull it back, they are healthy and they are peaking at the right time. So I guess that's why they decided that based on the fact that we have all of our healthy players back now, now we're starting to look more like a college football team, which in my opinion, I feel like, what about all these other games we've been playing before we got to this point here? I mean, we are undefeated. So I don't know. I guess the healthy factor was the, the, the key there. You know, um, another comment that was made as well. says, this is the Georgia team. Everyone envisioned them being and living up to that standard of the last couple of years. It's a different kind of team. They don't have those game records like Jalen Carter, but they are good and they are healthy and they are heading in a great direction. Again, that was... Kirk Herbstreit saying that. So I guess our health was what we needed. We needed everybody to be healthy. When Brock Bowers was the candidate for the Heisman Trophy Award, and uh, and he got injured, of course, you know, that was right about the time of the college football playoff bracket coming out. Maybe that was the factor. You know, maybe that was the reason why we're no longer number one in that mindset because we didn't have all of our players. Uh, It is an interesting thought, an interesting topic when you think about it because – I, I guess if you really want to consider, you know, if everybody needed to be healthy in order to play or to be considered number one, then we were number two. So because we were not 100% healthy, we were number two. But now that we're all healthy, we're number one. So what does that tell you, ladies and gentlemen? Eat your vegetables, <laughs> go to the doctor's office, stay healthy? I don't know. I think to me... That that's just to me. I don't know if that that ex, I don't want to say it's an excuse because I like Kirk Herbstreit. He's a good guy. I do. I like him. He 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 does set it straight. He's pretty balanced. Probably one of the balanced uh, commentators you got out there. But I don't know. I just think to me to say yeah we're gonna put them number one now. They got all their healthy players. They got Lad McConkey. They got Dejan Edwards. They got Brock Bowers. They got Milton. They got Mims. I'm like. Okay, and all the other guys that worked super hard to get to this point here, they weren't healthy enough. They didn't do that good of a job. Because, I mean, even though we did have some close calls there, guys, don't get me wrong, there were other players out there that had even closer calls and some narrow wins that were still ranked higher than us. <clears throat> so, I don't know. You guys tell me what you guys think about that. Send me a comment. Uh, how do they say it? Uh, to the comments, leave a comment, send us a comment, send us a message, leave us a message, email us a message, whatever you prefer. Remember, all the information is in the podcast description below. But Ugga has been ranked number one in the Associated Press Top 25 AP poll on SEC record 22 weeks, folks. 22 weeks! Second all-time only to Pete Carroll's USC teams that were ranked number one for 33 straight polls from December the 8th, 2003 through December the 4th, 2005. And I feel like that 33 is going to be our next number. We're going to break, folks. We're going to just tell them down there into the south. And we're going to say, we're going to take us that number 33. And we're going to just do it, folks. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to do it. As my friend Bubba would say, we're going to do it. Just do it. Just do it. Don't play around, boys and girls. we got to do it. That's right. So, the Bulldogs beat then the number nine Ole Miss 8-2. to two impressively last Saturday, pulling their starters with eight minutes left and running the Rebels out in Stanford Stadium by a 52-17 count. 
To me, I feel like that was a message that we sent to them because they've said, well, y'all haven't really played high high quality teams. You haven't had any high quality H2O. So because you haven't played any high quality teams, we can't rate you on the number of one to five or one to four. So we're going to give you a two. Well, I'm sorry. As far as I'm concerned, I think we've been number one. We should have been number one this whole time. The moment the college football playoff bracket should have came out, we should have been number one. Even though they say they don't base it off past events. Even if they did base it off past events. We won the last two national championships. But to sit there and say at first, well, it's because you guys have an easy schedule. And since you got an easy schedule, we don't want to hurt you guys' feelings. So we're going to put you at number two. Well, we should have been number one. But anyway, that's what they're saying right now um, about why we're number one. We're all healthy. We all ate our Wheaties this morning. We all had our milk. But I guess I should be happy. We're number one, finally. We only got, what, two more games left in the season? Then we go to the we go to the playoffs. So of course, we got our SEC division game, uh, our last SEC division game, by the way, um, this coming uh, uh, December. And I did dig into some more stuff, too. And, and I, I'm, I'm kind of excited now because guess what? So I don't know if I maybe misread it, misheard it, was given misinformation. But so apparently we're not going to have East and West no more. That's right, they're going to do away with the East and the West. So no longer are we the East going to be the best, and the West will be the less. But we are going to all be one bracket now. So basically you'll have all of our teams on one list, and at the end of the season, whoever's the top two, then we go to the playoff. So I guess they're not doing away with the or then we go to our our SEC championship game. I guess they're not doing away with the SEC championship game, which to me just did not feel right. It did not make sense to me because I'm thinking all that money that they make in that 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 game, I can't imagine them going away with it. But what they're going to do is they're going to take the top 1 and top 2 on that list and those two will go off into the uh SEC championship game. Now if there's a tie how they're going to use the deciding factor from that point is they're going to use where you stand at on the AP poll or coaches poll, or if you're in the college football uh, playoff bracket, they're going to use one of those factors to decide who gets to go and play the SEC championship game. So I'm kind of excited about that. So I've got a double whammy this morning for you guys. Yes, we're on number one on the college football playoff bracket, and uh, we're going to be playing in the SEC championship game for future game endeavors. So yes, super excited. A lot of good things, guys. Don't forget Georgia plays number 18 Tennessee at 3:30 p.m. this Saturday. The Vols have won 14 straight home games. Uh, I think we well, I think we got a higher number on that one though. I think we I think we can beat them this weekend. I feel like we're going to win, even though the spread says that we're negative 8.5. I don't see that ending in an 8.5 game. But then again, if I'm wrong, I'll be back here on Monday morning to say the first thing that I'll say is I apologize to my audience and my loyal listeners for telling you that we won the Tennessee game and we lost. I will be the first to apologize. But um, but I think you guys have to consider the fact that we're, we're doing pretty good. Even the college football playoff chairman, Boo Corrigan, said there was much discussion over the number one spot last week. And this week, the 13-member committee decided to make a change at the top on the strength of Georgia's past two wins over the current top 15-ranked college football teams. Now, that makes more sense. That makes more sense than Kirk saying, well, they're all healthy now. I think they're doing great. We'll just make them number one. All righty then. Well, um, another thing Corrigan said is I think you look at the Ole Miss game and the win over Missouri, 
The Mississippi game is tied 14. All they go on a 38-8-3 run and show their dominance on offense and defense. And looking at it on the resume and everything combined, we thought Georgia was the number one team this week. The final college football playoff rankings will come out at noon on December the 3rd, the day after most teams play in their respective conference championship games. Remember, Georgia and Alabama have clinched the spots in our SEC championship game, with which takes place at 4 p.m. on Saturday, December the 2nd, in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I think Michigan, was, which we ranked number three last week, held that same spot this week again. They're still number three. Uh, they did say after they scored the most impressive win of the season, even while embroiled in controversy with Coach Jim Harbaugh suspended. See, they, they come out and say things like that. You know, you start off a great sentence like, you're the best in the thing, but you don't have all your healthy players, so you can't be ranked number one. Just, just, just say it as it is. You guys did good, period. Simple as that. The Wolverines, who are 10-0, went into Happy Valley and dealt then number 10-ranked Penn State at a 24-15 defeat. See, to me, that right there does not seem like that is a dominating. I mean, that's only what? Uh, a field goal and a touchdown, maybe? Or even maybe a, a touchdown and a two-point conversion? I mean, it's not that high of a thing. We went 52-17. But yet, they make it sound like that what Michigan did was the best. I like how they say the Penn State 24-15 defeat streamrolling the Nittany Lions. Streamrolling. 24-15 defeat. Streamrolling. I don't know. But anyway, previously number one ranked rush defense for 227 yards on the ground. Um, it does go on further. I like what it says. But Florida State and Washington remained undefeated with hard-fought home victories and are slotted number four and number five. I thought Florida State did a heck of a game against uh, Tallahassee. Uh, my, in, my, well, in, in Tallahassee against Miami. That was a heck of a game. That was a good game if you guys didn't watch that one, too. Um, but they did take care of their in-state rival Miami with a 27-20 count in Tallahassee, uh, while the Huskies stayed perfect with the 35-28 win over defending Pac-12 champ Utah. So to me, I think that might be one of the other reasons why they put us number one. If you looked at all of the people or all of the teams that were in the college football playoffs, they didn't exactly get that high of a score bracket against their teams. So to me, I think if they still would have had us at number two, and justified it by saying things like, well, we just didn't play that great of a game, and you guys didn't do that good of a job, I would have been a little bit upset. Because to me, when you look at the Wolverines having a 24-15 defeat over uh, the Nittany Lions or Penn State, then you see the Seminoles having a 27-20 over Miami, which again is only a, a touchdown. A touchdown and a field goal to win, by the way, for uh, Miami. And then you see the Huskies with a 35-28 win over uh, Pac-12 champ Utah. I mean, come on. That, that right there, I think that's the factor. That's the thing right there you got to look at. That is why we're number one. And that's we should have been number one the last weekend because if you look at the scores we got last weekend against Mizzou when we beat them, that number was higher than what the other team's numbers were, I believe. I think Ohio State might have been the only one out of the four of us that had a pretty dominating score bracket. But then again, look at who they were playing. So just saying, just saying. So this week's college football rankings has Georgia – one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, Florida State four, Washington five, Oregon six, Texas seven, Alabama eight, Missouri nine, Louisville ten, Oregon State eleven, Penn State twelve, Ole Miss thirteen, Oklahoma fourteen, LSU fifteen, Iowa sixteen, Arizona seventeen, Tennessee eighteen, Notre Dame nineteen, North Carolina twenty, Kansas State twenty one, Utah twenty two, Oklahoma State twenty three, Toulon twenty four, and Kansas twenty five. So I feel like if we beat Tennessee this weekend, that's going to knock them out that bracket. They're going to go down. We're going to stay up number one. Um, and then Alabama, of course, they, uh, they're playing Auburn in their conference 
slash rival game of the weekend. So that would be interesting to see what happens that weekend, if they'll be able to stay top eight if they uh, if they come and win away with the win with Auburn. They should, but... Uh, but anyway, that's just my opinion. That's my thoughts. You guys are welcome to comment. You're welcome to give me your facts, what you guys think. Don't forget you can call us, 706-389-0770. Uh, leave a message if you guys want to tell us what you think about this topic or what you think about the college football brackets if you feel like we've been given fair counts this whole year. But anyway, good news for number one, finally. So, all right, guys, we're going to be back in our next segment here after this brief moment of word from our sponsors. Do you feel like... You were the number one team in the country tonight? I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I want to be the number one team at the end of the year, and the goal to get there is to get better. I, I could care less what anybody ranks. Between the Hedges is brought to you by Dog Swap. If you love custom frames, then you are going to love their designs. Dog Swap has all sorts of custom frames, from Sports Illustrated to photos and more. Go to our website and under our sponsor section, click Dog Swap and get your one-of-a-kind custom sports frame ordered today. Welcome back, you Bulldog fans. Between the Hedges podcast here with your host, Ross. That's what they called me when I played baseball was Ross. Only because my coach couldn't say Russ, I guess. He just, he always had a wad of something in his mouth. He's like, Ross, come play some ball. Get on the baseball. Get on that field out there. Ross. He might have been saying Russ. I don't know. All right, so Brock Bowers, everybody. I'm still happy about that. Still so psyched about that. Oh, yeah, let me tell you. When I saw him come out and pass on Saturday, oh, I was so excited. My wife's like, what are you jumping up and down for? They haven't even won the game yet. I'm like, that's Brock Bowers. That's Brock Bowers. He's back. He's back. He's back. So, yes, it was so super, super excited to see him play. Uh, and, and, and the fact that he came on the field the way he did, I mean, we're talking about a speedy recovery process. I mean, there's there's players right now that had that tightrope surgery on their ankle injury, much like what Brock Bowers had, and they're, and they're still on the injury list. So Brock Bowers is ready to go again for the Georgia football game against Tennessee on Saturday, which I always felt like he was going to come back for the Tennessee game. I've been saying that this whole time. I felt like if there was ever a time we were going to need Brock Bowers was when the Tennessee game happened. Keep him on that reserve list. Let him, you know, have a little bit of a healthy recovery. But clearly, Kirby Smart was keeping his as the ace in the hole. Uh, you know, keeping him in the background, like his backup plan, his special project or whatever. So, I mean, I don't know if we would have gotten the win with Ole Miss not having Brock Bowers. I think we still would have won. may not have been that high of a score. But, um, but it was just, it was really good to see him play. You know, I mean, this was the All-American tight end. I mean, this is this is the one that was the Heisman Trophy uh, contender. You know, um, his ankle passed its first test of the game in an action of 52-17 win over Ole Miss, and we saw him running around. We saw him juke. We saw him spin and roll and dive and pull up and be perfect. You know, I mean, this is a guy who suffered an ankle injury at Vanderbilt on October the 14th. He caught three passes for 34 yards, including a touchdown during the 45 snaps he played. Um, they did interview Bowers, and this is what he had to say. I'm feeling pretty good, a little sore after the game, but that was to be expected. Uh, I mean, I just hadn't played in three or four weeks. Guys, three to four weeks. That is amazing. 31 days, to be precise, with his ankle surgery taking place 29 days before he was back on the field playing. That is um, the only thing that makes sense, because I don't want to downplay his injury. But the only thing I can think of is either it must not have been that severe of an ankle injury, but then again, we're talking he had to have surgery, you know? 
somebody comes up to me and says, hey, can you um, keep, in me, keep me in your mind this week and I'm going to have surgery? I'm like, oh, well, that sounds serious. What's going on? So to me, I feel like it is a seriousness. It was a serious injury, but it's just amazing to think that this kid, 29 days later, is playing some football. When you've got players that had tightrope surgery and they get injured, the only thing I can fathom is like what Kirby Smart said in his conference. You, every player is different. Every player bounces back differently. Every player heals differently. Every player recovers differently. You know, there was no specific timetable for Bauer's return at the time of the surgery. You know, and as much of the decision-making came down to his ability to his performance markers, according to Coach Kirby Smart, remember he said that, I believe that the junior's swift recovery still raised plenty of eyebrows, including those of his teammates. I think, to me, I still feel like there could have probably been no more shock. We were, we were all shocked. There was probably no more shock on our faces. I could only imagine what the teammates were like when they saw Bowers come in and get his uh, uh, pads on. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if a video leaks out in the near future or something showing Brock Bowers walking in with his pads and his teammates yelling and getting excited and Kirby Smart surprising them like that. Because to me, I mean, I was shocked. I was so shocked when I saw him walk out in pads. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Bowers in pads. Yay! You know, I felt like the Grinch on Christmas morning when he got to steal all the presents from all the kitties. You know, he was excited, and then he got more excited when his heart grew 10 times bigger. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was impressive. I thought it was great. Um, and, and I think that there was no bigger shock on anybody else's faces than his teammates. I mean, this, this, we're talking about a swift recovery. I, I still just, it, it's like miraculous. It really is. Um, I know they asked Tate Ratledge his thoughts on Bowers, and he said every time I saw him, he was in there doing rehab, doing something to get better. And then one day at practice, we're doing a period, and you look back behind you, and there's Brock just sprinting across the field. And you're like, okay, he shouldn't be doing that yet, but here he is. Guys, sprinting across the field. I mean, that is just amazing. That really is. It, it, it does show the uh, success of the tightrope surgery. I will say that, though, that, that for him to be doing what he's doing, it does show that the tightrope surgery has come uh, far and beyond than leaps and bounds of what we used to have back in the day for surgeries and situations like this. Uh, Bowers was disappointed not to play in Georgia's win over the Florida game. He did mention that and commented about the Mizzou, but that made him work even harder to regain full speed running movements. I think that might have been the motivational boost for him. He wanted to play. We saw him on the sidelines, not in pads on Florida game. We saw him on the sidelines in Mizzou giving his teammates some coaching sessions and helping to kind of push them along the way there. Um, the rehab became a game in and of itself for Bowers. Uh, Bowers did say, I liked the rehab process because it was going fast. It was always kind of like the next day I wanted to see what I could hit, see what I could pass from the other day. So it was kind of uh, fun in that way. So he made it a game. He made it a, 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 a challenge. I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, this kid, you know, everything he's done in his entire career has been one day of a challenge after the next day of a challenge. And I have a feeling that this is not going to be the last we see of Bowers. We're going to see more of him coming for the future. I don't think this injury is going to set him back one bit at all. Um, can anybody say NFL draft? I see that. It is coming. You watch. Bowers provided a highlight in what was likely his final home game. Unfortunately, this is his senior year. Slipping behind the Ole Miss safety to haul in his first touchdown catch since facing Kentucky on October the 7th. Um, he did say also that we repped that play, I swear, every single week, every single day for like three years. And that was the first time we actually ran it in the game. And it was the right coverage to throw me the ball, he said. It felt really good just getting back, scoring, and celebrating on the sidelines with all the dudes. So here you take a guy who's been injured. For 29 days, have not practiced to play in three years, 
and they get on and they do it, and boom, successful the first time. See, to me, that right there shows you guys the capability of the Georgia Bulldog players and what they're capable of accomplishing, what they're capable of doing. Three years they didn't run that play. And here you get a kid that's been 29 days in the injured, uh, injured reserve list, rehab, practices, reps, slowly spreading, slowly getting better, and you're going to perform that on the very first time. Guys, that right there should show you how key the Georgia Bulldogs are with their practices and what they accomplish and what they do. That shows you the tenacity. That shows you the, the skill that the Georgia Bulldog teams have three years, a single day for like three years. And that was the first time we actually ran it in the game. He said that. It was the right coverage to throw me the ball. I'm telling you guys, Brock Bowers is a name that you will see move on into the NFL. He will make it as a dogs in NFL candidate in the future. You watch that Brock Bowers. You watch what he brings to the table. That kid is a talented kid. He may not make it in the Heisman Trophy candidacy, but he will make it in the NFL draft. You just keep watching it, and we'll keep you guys posted on him. We'll keep you guys in the loop on him as well, too. So don't forget to continue to follow us. Don't forget to turn on those notifications so you get notified the moment that an episode drops. Uh, we also post our episode snippets on Twitter. or I'm sorry, TikTok, not Twitter. TikTok. And we post our full episodes on YouTube as well if you want another outlet to listen to the episode. Obviously, it's not a video. I know what you guys are thinking. When are we going to see you on video, Russ? When are we going to see you on video, Russ? Well, right now, if I put you on video, you guys are going to see the innards of my wife's kitchen table and the background of her Christmas decorations that she's got up right now. It's not exactly what I would probably consider to be film-worthy background for you guys. So uh, don't worry, though. I promise you, in the near future, you will see Russ on the, the video camera live with YouTube or Facebook or whatever on Between the Hedges, I promise you guys. But right now, I'm going to save you guys the opportunity of not having to see this ugly mug right now. But anyway, we're going to get back to our final segment here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't go away. we still got a little bit more, so stay tuned. And uh, we'll be back right after a word from our sponsors. On third down, back, looks down the middle, there's Brock Powers, touchdown, dogs. Between the Hedges is brought to you by CB Tumblers. You ever wish you could have a custom tumbler? Well, now you can. CB Tumblers can make you any custom tumbler from a bulldog design or a tie-dye, whichever you like. Whatever you can think of, they can make it. Go to our website and under our sponsor section, click CB Tumblers and get your custom tumbler ordered today. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Between the Hedges podcast. Be sure to share these episodes with your friends and family. Also, we post these episodes on our YouTube channel, and we do a little snippets on our TikTok channel, along with any kind of game day news update, things like that as well, too. So definitely check that out. Um, and also, if you haven't had a chance to click that follow button on our podcast, then go ahead and click the follow button right now. Go on, clickety-click, click-click-click. That's good. All right, also, don't forget to turn on those notifications so you guys can be kept up to date with all the latest news from Between the Hedges. If you want to reach out to us, don't forget you can also do so by going to our website. Remember, that link is in the podcast description below. You can click on it, go down to the bottom, and you can click Send Message. While you're there, check out our sponsors as well, too. They're a detriment to this podcast, and we greatly appreciate all their support. 
And if you guys want to call us, leave a message. If you want to be on the podcast yourself, maybe as a guest, then definitely reach out to us. Our number is 706-389-0770. Leave us a message. And remember, if it's a professional message, guys, we are a family-friendly podcast. We will put it on the podcast for you guys. Well, I hope you all have a great day today, and we will see you all here tomorrow on Between the Hedges. Go dogs!